0: We are joined now by John Williams from Locked On Sooners podcast. Hey, John, thanks uh, for your time. We apologize, we're running late, uh, but we appreciate you being with us here today. Hey, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Let's uh, let's dive right into this thing. Uh, Lon Kruger leaving as the uh, head coach of the of the Sooners was was that expected to the media? Did the fans? Did they see that coming?
1: It was a little bit of a surprise, but you know he's getting up there in age, and he's had a long, long storied career, and so it's it. it well, it's a surprise, you know, it doesn't come as a big shock, I guess. Uh, there wasn't, there weren't many rumors or rumblings that this was uh, going to happen. And, you know, I think for Lon Kruger, you know, he had a, a great season. It had some ups and downs for sure. COVID was definitely a, a little bit more of a stressor on teams this year than, you know, than they're used to. And so I, I, I can understand why he'd be ready to call it quits at, at this point in time. And, He's going to have a lot of turnover on this team uh, heading into the 2021 2022 season, and so it's not really a shock so much as yeah, maybe it was a bit of a surprise.
0: So names immediately start flying around; they always do. Is there a name that's kind of surfaced and kind of come to the top as as maybe a leading candidate, a rumored leading candidate?
1: Well, I think the guys you got to really look to are are a couple Baylor guys. Uh, You know, former assistants under Scott Drew, and you got Grant McCaslin, and you got. Paul Mills, you know, two of probably the hottest names in the in college basketball from smaller schools, no less. But you, know, you can't deny the success that Baylor's had in its run over the last twenty years under Scott Drew. And if you want to get some guys out of that Scott Drew pipeline, those are the two guys that you should look at. And then, you know, some people have kind of brought up the Kellen Sampson name, he's an assistant currently under Kelvin down there at Houston, and you know, it'd be a uh, a reuniting of of sorts for the the Oklahoma Sooners and the Sampson family. I'm not sure if they'd go in that direction with the way that Kelvin Sr. ended, but those are a few names that are kind of jumping off the, off the page early on. Talking
2: about John Williams, a locked on Sooners podcast. So Davion Harmon took to Twitter earlier. He announced now he's going to go enter the NBA draft. How do you see him translating it, transitioning into the league? And was this a decision that was coming or was this something that was kind of forced due to uh, Kruger's retirement?
1: Yeah, that, now this one is a surprise. My, my co-host, David Walker, and I we were talking about it uh, via text, and both of us were shocked that he was going to the NBA. We fully anticipated him coming back next year with you know the idea that Austin Reeves was probably going to head to the NBA, that David Hartman would come in as, as the starting point guard in the 2021-22 uh, season. And for him to go to the NBA was a little bit of a surprise. I do think he's got some skills that could translate to the NBA, He's very good at getting into the paint, finishing around the basket. He's a pretty good shooter. He's not a great shooter, and he does offer a little bit on the defensive end of the floor. I, I don't know if he's got the talent, or at least he has had the production to warrant being a first-round draft pick. So probably, if he gets drafted, he'd be a second-round pick, and probably starts off in somebody's D league, on somebody's D league team.
2: So on on to football. What is what's the latest on this saga with Chandler Morris and Lincoln Riley and the whole not wanting to let him go to TCU? And I understand where Lincoln Riley's coming from. I wouldn't let him go to somebody else in my conference as well. But what's the latest going on there?
1: Well, I think the latest is nothing's really changed. I mean, Lincoln Riley has made his his opinion known on the on the matter, made his statement to the media uh, just the other day, and he said. I'm not really interested in letting a guy that I've worked on and developed and recruited and got a commitment from and signed to a scholarship go play for a rival school in the conference. And, yeah, there's a lot of people that are taking shots at Riley for that stance because of the way that Oklahoma Sooners have benefited from transfer quarterbacks. But, you know, if you look at the context in that, you know, Jalen Hurts was a graduate transfer from Alabama. There's no limitations on uh, eligibility on that front. Baker Mayfield was forced to sit out a year because Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech wouldn't grant him immediate eligibility. And then uh, Kyler Murray, same thing. The Oklahoma Senators had to wait a year on Kyler Murray to be eligible as well. And I think that's just the way it goes. And I get Gary Patterson's frustration with it. He's got a quarterback that he'd love to throw into a competition with Max Duggan there at TCU. But that's not Lincoln Riley's problem. And so Lincoln Riley's made his his opinion known on the matter. And I think that's just going to be the way it's going to be. And you know, I, I think, yes, ECU fans will be upset and, you know, other college football fans might be upset, but I think it could set a a dangerous precedent for, you know, more talented players down the line. Say, you know, there's a a hot shot prospect at like a Kansas that's ready to move on and doesn't really see a future there. Well, he could get immediate eligibility at another school, say in Oklahoma, if he were to transfer, Then I think it just kind of sets a, a dangerous trend.
0: With the transfer portal as popular as it is, do you do you? Feel like there should be a maybe some standard rules within the conference to to prevent that kind of stuff.
1: Well, and we've already got it within within the Big Twelve, and that you know, the coaches or they have to sit out a year. And I think I think that helps to create um, some balance in the league. Where you know if there was just a free for all, it was kind of like NFL free agency, and, and players could transfer without many repercussions. And you'd see teams like Texas and Oklahoma becoming the the biggest beneficiaries of those things because, you know, if Oklahoma or Texas say they don't have a running back and you know do stuff at Kansas State side, you know what, I'm going to go to Texas or Oklahoma where I have a a better chance to create a a better profile for myself going into the NFL draft and and I don't have to set out a year, well, that's a no-brainer for me.
0: Uh Sherry Coles uh announced her retirement as well. where are the where is the women's program going? Because she uh she's had a lot of success at Oklahoma with her program over the years.
1: Yeah, fantastic tenure. She took over a program that in the night you know, nineteen ninety they tried to kill because there just wasn't any interest in it. And after some lot you know, um some last back from the fans, they they brought it back, you know, like seven to nine days later or something like that. And she took over in ninety seven and took the team to the final four national championship game. And this is a fantastic representative of the Oklahoma seniors and women's basketball in her 25 years as the head coach. And I think they're going to have large shoes to fill. And I think there'll be quite a few, uh, former players, maybe former players that are currently assistants that they'll look at to continue that legacy that had that cherry Cole, um, established. And, and, I think, you know, Joe particularly that set on finding somebody that can help build the program beyond, uh, where it's been, but I, I think they're gonna have quite a few names that'll be interested in in the Summer's program. You know, it may not be a Tennessee or a Connecticut on the women's basketball side, but it's still a really, you know, big time program as far as athletics go. They they just do a great job all the way around and they've got a great athletic director in Joe Castiglieno, who's just very patient and gives coaches opportunities to, to build and I think it'll be a really hot job for, for any women's coaches.
2: So the spring, the spring football game is going to be on April 24th. What are some of the storylines or what are you looking forward to uh, as they get this thing underway?
1: I think the most important thing is uh, I know a lot of people are going to be watching the quarterback battle between Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. I think it's going to be Spencer Rattler's job. But the thing that I'm really looking to the most is who steps up at wide receiver. You know, Back in 2020, uh, their true freshman, Marvin Mims, was their best receiver, but he only caught like 600 yards receiving, had a few touchdowns. They were very, you know, they were very inconsistent at times. They were good, they were solid, but they didn't have anybody that took the lead and became that alpha, like a C.D. Lamb or uh, a Marquise Brown uh, had in previous years. And so they need somebody that can step up, and that's really the position that I'm eyeballing right now to, to see who's going to be the guy that takes the lead, becomes that wide receiver one for Spencer Rattler, and, uh, and be able to kind of lead that group because it just became uh, some of the whole, or some of the, it. They were some of its parts. As a, as a group. And, you know, one game, uh, Marvin Mills would step up. One game, Theo Lees would step up. Uh, but getting Jaden Hazelwood back is going to help a lot for that group.
0: A lot of things going on in Oklahoma athletics. Hey, John, what do you guys got on the uh, on the podcast?
1: Yes, yeah, sir. So, uh, on the Friday episode of the Locked On podcast, we had Mark Sparrow from Rivals talk about that Chandler Morris situation and the, uh, just the transfer portal in general. And, and he brought up a great point, which I also brought up earlier in the week in that, you know, coaches are held to a little bit different standards than players. You know, if a coach decides he wants to leave and move on to greener pastures, he doesn't have to sit out a year. And, and both he and I, we agree that you know, it's, just, it's kind of a, uh, just a contradiction in standards. And, and you'd like to see the coach have a little bit more responsibility to the guy if he commits. But yeah, we got a lot of great things going on. We're going to be covering the spring game uh, coming up. And, you know, it's, it's now football season. You know, basketball's over for us. We got, we're going to be talking softball because the ladies the playing softball, they're just dominant right now.
0: Hey, John, thanks. We appreciate the time and the, and the uh, great in- insight to uh, Oklahoma athletics. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All
1: right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend.
0: You do the same. John Williams from uh, Locked On Suitors Sports. In-